Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So we're going to talk about men who don't like cunnilingus. We'll be back. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. So, George, you got to help us. A lot of men don't actually like to give oral sex. And we have had four letters just recently from women who are saying their partner don't go down. And what are they going to do about that? And I, that's, I think I figured it out. What's that? Whoever came up with the word cunnilingus, <laughs> you'll wonder why men don't want to do it. I mean, who comes up with words like that? <laughs> I mean, does that sound like a really fun thing to do? Let's do some cunnilingus. I don't even know how to say it, but I mean, seriously. Holy moly. So they can't say it, so they don't want to do it, huh? Exactly. I mean, Uh, what kind of crazy word is that? Fellatio. Fellatio. Even that's a tongue twister. I mean, I get that. So to speak. So to speak. So to speak, right? That's what we're... So go ahead. So I want to read about this couple. All right. They started dating, and she was asking him about himself. And she says, going down her own mental checklist, ask him about cunnilingus. And he says, well, it's like taking out the trash. I don't enjoy it, but I'll do it. And then in therapy. uh, (laughs) And she married him, huh? Why did she marry him? I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. That that is a serious conversation. Don't marry him. (laughs) God forbid this man actually felt that way and he was honest. Okay, okay, okay. We'll get there. Wait, he says it was just a joke that he had heard once and he has no idea why he made that stupid comment. He says he loves it. He's always done it and he's never had a problem with it. And she says... It was a moment of truth, and he's either been lying or he's been in denial. And maybe they've only had oral sex successfully in like two or three years. But now for her, her anxiety comes up and she says she always feels self-conscious and she doesn't want him to do something that he doesn't enjoy. And then she won't let him. So we got to talk about how we got to help this couple unblock and what the blocks are and why in the world some men don't want to do it. All right. So, I mean, I love the word block, that you're already just trying to get curious about, hey, this is something that if everything's working, should be fun for both people. Right? Yep. We have a pretty clear target. I mean, this, this is enjoyable for both people. So something is stopping the natural process, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just trying to break it down. Is it physical? Is it something about the taste, the smell, the feel of doing it? Is it more psychological? You were saying that. Is it about being self-conscious or worrying I'm going to do it wrong? Mm-hmm. Is it spiritual? Does it feel dirty or bad? Is it emotional? Is it something that makes me feel inadequate or like I'm mm-hmm. failing? Like, so where is this block or is it a combination of blocks? Like, how do we open up that space to start just getting interested and curious together about what's stopping the process? Well, I appreciate that it's 
it could be difficult probably for some people, you know, some people enjoy different smells and tastes and they're okay with all that. And, and probably different people smell and taste different to different people. I'm not exactly sure how that works. But for women, that whole idea of she doesn't taste good, she doesn't smell good. George, they are so hung up about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the majority of women who have tension receiving oral sex, that that's a big one. They are terrified that that's what he's going to say it's all about. So what do you do for that? When the woman says that? Well, for both ends. If the woman is afraid she does smell or maybe the husband or the partner or the uh, another female is afraid of how it does actually smell. Mm-hmm. Or taste. Or taste. So I try to ferret out, is there anxiety about that? If she's the one that's anxious and her partner, male or female, says, no, I like the way you smell, I like the way you taste, it's fine, and it's just her own anxiety, then I ask her, you know, is there anything you can do that you feel more confident, often jump in the shower or jump in the bath or whatever, that can make her feel that she's more confident about it. But in this case, the man is saying, like, taking out the trash which the trash smells bad. So he's putting in her head this sense that somehow or another your your genitals are like trash. They smell bad. I don't like them. It's a pretty painful, difficult way of thinking about it. It is. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of women who are giving oral sex to their partner, their their husband, that don't like the taste of semen. mm -hmm. Right? But it's still, they can still do it. I think that's the practical part about it. You know, do you need a, a lube that kind of brings a, a different smell or taste to it? Do you, sure. you know, what are some of the things that you said taking a shower? I, you know, I have them do. Okay, so you want to know all my practical tips. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes I say you put like a Altoid in your mouth. You can't smell or taste anything when you have an Altoid in your mouth. And that can kind of bring a menthol-like flavor or breezy feeling to your partner. That can be fun. There are lubes that are flavored, and that can be helpful. I mean, I think that in general... But to implement that advice, you have to be willing to have a conversation. Right. And I think that's the hardest part of this. People don't want to hurt each other. Yeah. Right? So if I think if someone I'm working with, they're afraid their partner smells, but they don't want to hurt their feelings, so they don't want to say anything, it's still going to inform their actions. They're not going to kind of go down on their partner. They're just not going to say why they're not going down, which leaves it up to her brain to figure it out. And it's just all this miscommunication because they can't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. They can't solve the problem because the partner doesn't want to hurt their partner, so they can't resolve it. I, I will say my lesbian patients are a little more open about it. I had a couple who came in and they were talking about that the taste had changed over time and some of it was one of the women was vegetarian and so she smelled in her mind very different and her partner ate meat and so there was a very different smell to her and some of what they worked on was apparently eating avocados and papaya and pineapple. That enzyme changes the way that you taste. I think certainly people who smoke taste differently. I think coffee actually changes the way you taste as well, but that that might be personal. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're going deep here. I didn't know <laughs> avocados did that to you. So yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I so, think the so sales there are of ways avocados just went up right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there are practical ways, certainly, to change taste. But, but I th- also that's think why, the, but the majority... Hold on, hold on Lauren, because that's why this is so important to have practical, because people don't know these things. They just think this is how I smell. There's nothing I can do about it, mm-hmm. right? So to actually get some practical advice, some of these problems are not as big as they seem. Mm-hmm. It's the first step is really the most important step. It's like we need to talk about it. Because then we could fix it, we could do something with it. But if we don't have the conversation, we think we're protecting our partner, but it's coming at the cost of more distance in our relationship. Yeah, if you're not giving your partner oral sex and it's because of the way they taste, the withholding is going to be probably a bigger problem. But I also think... The withholding, you mean, you know, the the female not wanting oral sex is a more common problem than... What did you mean by that? So No, I meant if her partner, like this guy, is not going down. Right. It's going to be a real big problem. You know, because this woman also, she orgasms that way. So she's not going to reach orgasm. That's a problem. That's a big problem. She's not going to want to have sex. Okay, so we'll come back talking about going down some more. You guys, I'm so excited about this. Uberlube has decided to sponsor us. It is a product that I've been using for years. I love it. I do give it to every patient who walks through my door. And you can find it at uberlube.com. And that supports us at the podcast if you buy it there. It has long-lasting performance. That means it doesn't get gummy. It doesn't get sticky. It doesn't get absorbed easily into the body. And so it gives you great glide. It's a great feel, especially for foreplay. I recommend the travel pouches as well as the really classy designed glass containers that you can keep by your bedside. I mean, you can leave it out and nobody's going to know what it is. It looks like a perfume bottle. It's so pretty. It's taste-free and scent-free, which is wonderful. It's recommended by thousands of doctors. It's recommended by Lori Watson and it's made in the USA. It's really a very, very fine product, something that I think you will enjoy and will bring you more pleasure. Support the 4Play Radio podcast when you use promo code 4Play at uberlube.com. That's uberlube.com, promo code foreplay. So what can we do with this couple? She's already wounded. She's already self-conscious. She can't believe him. So where are we identifying his block? Was it really just the physical thing? Was it the taste? Was it the smell? Let's say it was stupidity and immaturity that many times as young sexual beings, there is resistance that sex is something that we grow into and hopefully we expand our repertoire and what we can enjoy. And as we're longer in a relationship, hopefully we learn to enjoy more things. And so maybe he was 22 and he's saying this thing about taking out the trash and then he grows up some and he says, wow, you know, okay, she tastes fine. What was I thinking? You know, now I've inhibited her. He feels awful about that. I guess I would want to know the cycle. Yeah, what, I, what happens for her when she says, I'm having sex. I know I'm not going to have the pleasure I want to reach orgasm. What does she do? First, what does she do with that? And, and presumably, her body locks up some. She right. probably doesn't enjoy other kinds of touches as much. She's thinking the whole time. She's getting preoccupied. He thinks I'm garbage. I like how you're trying to make space for her experience. Even though we're trying to explore his blocks, you're still talking about her. 
Well, yeah. I All mean, right. it's it's That's, dynamic. It is a dynamic. It's and dynamic. Always, there's always a cycle, there's right? But I guess I'm, I want to lean in the direction of let's go play by play. Okay. What, how is this guy experiencing it when he goes down? You know, a lot of men that I've worked with, they really don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So, and again, they don't that, want to that fail. That would be very true. Right? I've heard that and about. <laughs> if your worst fear is you don't know what to do, I mean, this is not a great setup. Let's let's go down there. You're in the dark. You don't know what the heck you're doing. <laughs> and chances are you're going to get it wrong and fail, and that's going to feel pretty horrible. Like, that yes. would be a pretty big emotional block that's stopping somebody. It might have nothing to do with their smell. It just might be their own fears and inadequacy that are kind of like, what am I supposed to touch? Am I supposed right. to use my hands? Am I supposed to use like tongue? I mean, somebody told me I'm supposed to make the alphabet, you know, but I tried that and <laughs> it really didn't work so well. And, you know, it's like, you that, know. That is right. Right, common um, instruction to young men, just do the alphabet. <laughs> All right, and that seems like high levels of engagement. To go back in school where you didn't want to be and just go through the <laughs> alphabet. And we have to have better psychoed than that out there, no? And, you know, the problem is, too, There's it is really difficult, I would imagine, as a man to know how to do this. You can't see this on film very easily, and right? Considering mm-hmm. most women, I mean, most men are never even taught about the clitoris or different general parts of a female, they have no idea. It's just all one kind of thing. Yeah. So they don't know what they're touching, what they're licking, what they're... They have no idea. They just want to get back to the intercourse because that's what they've been taught is going to work. Right. That's what makes her climax, right? Right. Yeah, not really. Usually mostly women climax with oral sex, just for the record. <laughs> Again, it starts with this communication. How can that, that man going down be open to feedback? He's not supposed to be an expert. Again, we see the point pornography, we see the Hollywood movies, everybody knows precisely what to do and it always works. So when it doesn't work so well, the, the man starts thinking, I must be doing something wrong. Yeah. And I also think, and just for a practical tip, men who know how to do oral sex think that it works. They think should it Should I write this one down? <laughs> you uh, should write this one down. All right. So they do it too quickly. They do it before she's very aroused at all. And so first of all, it'll take them all day. Yep. And second of all... <laughs> supposed to say yep there. <laughs> and second of all, it doesn't feel the same to her. It doesn't feel as good. It feel it doesn't it's too soft to really get her moving. So that's part of it. So okay, so But if you what, don't know no, that, wait. so put yourself in a man's shoes. Yeah. If you don't know that and you start off hot and heavy mm-hmm. and you're ready to go right out of the gate and now you go down on your lady and you're doing what you think you're supposed to be doing but it's not really working so well. What do you think that feels like? No, it feels like you're failing and you're lousy at it. Right. So wouldn't it make and sense? It, and she doesn't necessarily on? say, no. that's too soon. I'm not ready for that yet. So Come if up I'm here, getting, baby. If I'm getting no information and it feels like it's not working, then that starts to become a turnoff to me. I'm starting to feel pressure. I'm mm-hmm. starting to feel like I'm failing it. You mm-hmm. know, I want to get out of Dodge and get back into, you know, doing something else. And mm-hmm. who sees that in the man that feels so bad? You're doing a great job of putting words to how the female feels where this is how she can have an orgasm and it's going to take her some time. And yet her partner doesn't seem to understand any of that. That's mm-hmm. going to feel pretty disconnected. Okay, so we want to know where he's blocked. Is it that he feels like, I don't know how to do it. And I was anxious. And so I just said, it's a chore. I didn't really mean that she smelled like garbage. I just meant it's a chore. I'll do it. But I don't feel confident about doing it. Or maybe his experience was it takes all day because he didn't know when to do it. Or all maybe- of these examples that you're giving that we're talking about are something not working so well 
and their style is to avoid conflict so they don't want to say anything about it mm -hmm. so that's what sets them up to not really have any of these conversations I'm afraid of hurting your feelings with the smell I can't talk about it mm -hmm. I'm afraid I'm gonna fail I can't talk about it I'm afraid I'm not gonna know what to do I mean all of these fears are never allowed to be expressed and then it turns into let's just avoid that topic and not do it yeah and I remember one man too just another one to throw in there he said the first time he went down on a woman, she had this terrible grimace on her face. And you know, women actually, when they're excited, sometimes their face does grimace. It was hard to know if she was really enjoying it or if she, she didn't like it at all. But of course they were young and they didn't talk about it and, they, and he never knows, but that's his imprint. Oral sex it gets me that face and so he's loath to do it. Right, and that's why both the male and the female need success in the experience to do more of it so if the first few attempts fail and you can't have a conversation about it it starts to kind of create embedded like you said that imprint that this is just not something we do mm -hmm. which is so sad because then the couple loses some of that range of yes. flexibility to kind of unleash more of their sexual potential yeah that's what david schnarch he's a sex therapist who says that people kind of lop off the ends of experience without speaking about it without discussing it their partner says no once and they don't realize it was well they had indigestion or they don't discuss this but pretty soon the range instead of what i was talking about how as we become more experienced as lovers we can actually have more it actually becomes more narrow exactly right okay so i want them both to talk about what they really feel so when he goes down or he wants to go down and she pushes him away what does he tell himself? He says, okay, I messed it up the first time. She's never going to let me do this. She's not going to get there. I mean, right there, they need to talk about it. He needs to say, I know I've hurt you, honey. I've hurt you by what I said. Tell me what you're feeling because I want to do this to you. And hopefully she'll say, yeah, hopefully she can go into it. I do. I feel so hurt. I, I believe that you're now lying to me. And then you were telling the absolute truth. And I just, I can't let I can't let you do it. And then I would want to know, okay, how does she not let him do it? Like what happens inside her heart? What happens inside her body when she thinks about him doing it? Does she imagine him hating it, thinking that she smells, thinking that she tastes bad? And, and then what does that do to her? Where does she feel that? It's like, is it her gut or her heart? And where does she put that? And what does she need? This sense of rejection is it possible at all for her to feel his love and acceptance of her? I think that's what they need to talk about. Totally agree. My big takeaway in this conversation, I have a big picture in my office of Curious George. Mm. Right? That's the word oh, that, that I, I like to. That's... I'm inviting both the female and the male in this encounter, or if it's two females, whatever the, the, the makeup is, mm -hmm. for the person to try to understand why your partner is not going down. Let's get curious. Are they just out to make your life miserable? Or is there something blocking the natural process? I guarantee there's some fear, there's some protection, there's something lurking that's getting in the way. How do we open up a space to explore what that is so we can work through it? It's not that big of a problem. It becomes a big problem if we can never talk about it. Mm -hmm. The flip side for the, for the person who's not doing it, to get curious about themselves. Mm -hmm. How do you think your partner experiences you not doing this? And what is going on inside of you that's stopping this process? When two people start heading towards each other and open up space to kind of explore and discover, good things happen. 
But when they never have conversations, we know where that leads, which is further and further distance and lower and lower levels of engagement. And lower and lower levels of eroticism. Now I'm depressed. (laughs) They can get through this. I know they can. All right. Thanks for listening to 4Play Radio. Keep it hot. (laughs) So, George, we're going to offer an intensive on May 14th in Raleigh to two couples. We have two two two-hour slots, and we would love to get a couple to come in who has sexual problems, and you'll be able to work with George and I. Right, George? That's right. What a great opportunity to just open up some space to hang out and see if we can make some progress in these areas we're stuck in. You can just reach us on 4Play Radio by email and let us know if you're interested. There is a cost for both George and I, and we are videotaping this for our trainings that only are shown to students. Thanks so much. We look forward to seeing you there. Hi, 4Play fam. The biggest support you can give us is sharing our podcast with a friend. You can find us also on socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we'd love your questions and feedback and really do use these to guide our show. We'd also love it if you'd rate and review us. If you're interested in learning more about us and our mission, look us up on our hot new website, 4PlayRadioSexTherapy.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor.